Hey, what's happening, you guys? This is Joel, and I will be your host today for the Icon Fitness Podcast. If you are tuning in on the Icon Blueprint Facebook page, welcome to the show. Today's show is going to be fire because I have the one, the only, Bobby Baum. Bobby Baum is a licensed massage therapist who has been practicing for over 12 years and he specifically works with individuals who are dealing with chronic pain, who are athletes, and who want to get back to living an optimal life. We are going to be talking and diving into one of the biggest serious problems that our society faces, which is low back pain with over 16 million people reporting that they deal with chronic that is every single day back pain and over 64 million people who say that they have back pain throughout the year those are crazy numbers but we're going to fix that today so without further ado let me welcome to the show bobby bomb how's it going thanks for having me Bobby Baum, I really, we've done this once before. Um, this is before the podcast. We just kind of did a live Q&A. And uh, I, I have to say, I feel like we crushed it. I felt that that went really well. I, I think so. And I got a lot of uh, different um, clients who said, wow, that was really helpful. And, and uh, it, they, they uh, applied a lot of the things that you talked about in that last show. So I'm uh, really excited about having you on the show today. You uh, have helped me tremendously multiple different times. I, I mean, you guys, th this guy has the magic touch, right? What was that 50 cent? Is that 50 cent, the magic stick? Oh. Uh, I don't know. There's, there, it's, if somebody is out there and they know what I'm talking about, you, I mean, hit me up. Um, anybody that's joining the show right now on the uh, uh, Icon Facebook or Icon Blueprint Facebook page, feel free to put some comments in there if you want to ask any comments with Bobby. But I digress back to my my original statement that you you have the magic touch, Bobby. There's times I've come in, I'm like, I, I cannot move. This is hurt. It's been hurting for forever, and then you dig deep into my soul. And I walk out of there, and the pain is gone. Um, I'm definitely cursing you, and you've—I don't curse often, but inside uh, of I your con inside your confines, the hammer comes down. I—it's—it's it's something. Um, for sure. What's that? I said it's aggressive compassion for sure. It is. It is. It is. That's. There's no doubt about that. Um, all right. So before we kind of d dive into how we're going to help people relieve their their back pain, I I want to dive into I, and for people that are listening right now, I always ask my guests certain questions, um, and there's a few questions that popped up here that I think you guys are really going to like. Um, the the first and foremost, which I don't know a lot of people know, is you're a gold digger. I I am. Yes, and not in the like uh, Kanye Kanye West kind of gold digger, but like the real deal gold digger. Can you can you tell us how you got into digging gold? 
Um, it's just been something that my family's done since like probably the twenties. So dang, it, I didn't really have a choice, but embraced it and love it. It's fun to blow stuff up. So yes. it definitely does not get old. Yes, yes, yes. There, that was one of the things that when I got to know you, you were like, oh yeah, I'm going this weekend to go dig gold, and I'm like, what? Wait, what'd you say? Your massage therapist. Your, your, your massage therapist. There was multiple times this week, you guys, where I was calling Bobby out because I'm like, I feel like you're lying to me right now. Um, but you know what? A lot of the stuff you think it's out of left field, but Bobby comes through. Bobby comes through with it. Um, so the 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 gold digging thing is something that's like, I, I thought, well, wow, that's that's really cool. That's really crazy. But then one of the questions that I ask is, what is one of your greatest failures in life that led to success? And this is the other thing that I found out about you that I, I kind of did a double take and I said, I'm sorry, what? I feel like you're lying to me. Can you tell the listeners what your great, one of your greatest failures was that led to your success? I started a subscription tampon and chocolate online business that was yes, did. Awesome. but it was awesome because it got me out of build websites and <clears throat> like procure supplies and just kind of go through all those pathways with people so it was a it was a great learning very expensive learning tool but it's I've, it's definitely sprouted a lot of other awesome things which has been wonderful but nope tampons are a hard sell when you're a dude <laughs> you, you know what i'm saying and so you guys could imagine when bobby told me the first first time i said I'm sorry. What? What are you? You're 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 sending tampons and chocolates to women. You're that's a bold faced lie. Okay, I thought yeah. the gold thing was already over the top, but now you're telling me that. And sure enough, you guys. I mean that 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 business is done, right? Shut down. Yeah, close. Shut it down like, right before kind of COVID happened. I had that for like four years, I think. Yeah. And it just kind of. It was not. It was. I was collecting more and more clients, but it was not producing. The income that some other projects were so sure. it just was better to chop it off and sure. focus time in better places right right um and and so you learned you took that and you did what with it what'd you do with that information so i started a mobility tool company so i've like been like me and my business partner have been designing instrument assisted scraping tools we have our own foam rollers we procure fitness equipment mm. from overseas to supply other companies in town. And it's just building those inventories, dealing with supply chain, shipping, all of, all the forwarding, like that in case that tampon company kind of piggybacked and built all of kind of like the confidence to try something different like that. Right. So web design, like kind of all the, all the little expensive parts of starting a new business, mm -hmm. we learned how to do with that. So we got to save a ton of capital, that we would have spent having someone else do that for us. Right. And then we just dumped it in the product. Right, right. And and so from that, you've, you've been able to be pretty successful in what you're you're doing right now, right? I, yeah, I'm very fortunate. I've got a lot of great people around me, kind of. I feel like if you surround yourself with people that are a lot smarter than you, hopefully that's going to rub off. And I've been trying to do that for like the last, I don't know. Since since the tamp tampon business, <laughs> you're like, wait a second, I need to be around. I need to be around smarter people. What's, what's going on here? Um, I I think that's I, I think that's fantastic. Uh, in in terms of surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you, like as soon as we let our ego down, 
right and our pride down, we can be really darn successful. You know, when we say, hey, I don't know, but you know, so can you do it? And that's kind of the whole reason behind the show is like, I don't know everything. I don't want to know everything. I want to be good at what I'm good at. And I want to bring people onto the show that are really good at what they do. And to have that type of mentality is, is super important. Super, super important. Um, another thing that I saw on here is the, uh, the best advice that you ever received. I really like the one that you came up with here. Tell us a little bit about that one. I think just being comfortable with failing is a pretty important skill. Like I think your ego and your pride can keep you from, you know, moving to that next step and just trying new things. Like you never know what's going to happen. Like I didn't think we were going to be like selling dumbbells and barbells and plates. Like, you know, just one thing pivots and adjust it, roll with it, take what you can from it and then apply it to something different. But like, don't, don't keep failing at the same thing. Like, Right. That quote that I think is so important is just like fail often, but just fail differently. Yeah. 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 What, what I have here is fail often, just not the same way twice. Right. And, and I have a, I have a similar saying of saying like, always fail forward, always fall forward. Right. Because we're going to fall, but if we're falling forward, that means we're pushing into life and we're not reeling right? If we're falling backwards, it's because we're stepping backwards. We're scared. We're afraid, right? It's, it's a defensive kind of mood instead of, Hey, I fall forward because I'm going to try something. I'm going to be a, I'm going to be aggressive with something. I'm going to, I'm going to do something that's kind of going to be a risk take. And, uh, I really, really like that saying, um, or the, that advice that you received fail often, just not the same way twice. You guys, that is, and pun intended, that is gold for anybody listening. Yeah. My dad, my dad said that to me. So that was your dad. <laughs> wise, wise man. Wise yeah, man. Bonds are yes, 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 absolutely. Um, right. Well, you know, let's give the people what they want. Um, they tuned in or they clicked on this podcast because they are one of the millions of people who are dealing with low back issue. Let me start off with this. You've seen thousands, I would say, thousands of people after being a licensed massage therapist for 12 years now. How often do people come in with low back issue or just low back pain or irritation or so on and so forth? I think probably it's like 60% of the people that come into the office are there for that reason. And even that they might not even know that's really what's causing it because their body starts to compensate and shift. So, I mean, what could be causing their pain? They didn't even realize it wasn't even really hurting them at the time, but it triggered all these other kind of dominoes to kick in, take responsibility away from those different groups Mm. and show how much you're moving. And then you just wake up and you're like, I don't feel like myself. And trying to backtrack that is... It's hard because you don't know where that stimulus or that dysfunction really started from. Right. So to figure out if your pain is from trauma or dysfunction is like the first step. And mm. then once you're there, then you have to figure out if it's a sleeping thing, if it's a sitting thing, or driving too much. Like what is what are you doing for long periods of time for pulling you? That's that's usually what people come in for. 
Mm. And so if if somebody's coming in, they don't necessarily like saying, hey, my back is like it's hurting or this is kind of the acute spot of it. But you're kind of recognizing like, oh, but you're you're totally off. What, what is what is it that like? Is there any like, oh, my shoulder's super off. And that's because my hips are or back is off. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, is there oh, yeah. any like downstream or upstream where they might not say their back is hurting, but you're like, oh, wow, that's really off. And let's work on your back. And they're like, what do you mean? My back doesn't feel bad. All right. Usually it's something like they'll have a kink in their neck or mm-hmm. they'll be just leaning over, dropping their shoulders, bowing out their T-spine. Right. And they won't really kind of... They don't know where to start with it. They usually want you to be like, you know, they'll point to something and they'll be like, oh, I, it, it, work, it hurts right here. Why aren't you working on this area? Right, and right. Kind of backtrack. And usually it's it's a psoas issue more than anything. And it's just the way we work. We're sitting, we're not moving. Like even if you get that hour of fitness in a day, that's like 4% of your day. And then you sleep a third, you work a third, and you have what's left of that, you know, other third to figure out, you know, social life, family life, right. professional life you know, growth, all those extra things. Right. You lose time. Really. So trying to find those pockets where you spend the most time and the most dysfunction, that's, that's where you want to kind of like start breaking things down. And so you said a word, right? That I'm, I'm interested. 60% of the people that are coming in have some kind of low back issue and you say to them, Oh, it's probably your psoas. And they say, what? Like, what is a psoas? I mean, how many people they, know what a psoas is? Uh, I think it's, it's getting out there more. I think people are starting to kind of take deep, more deep dives into their kind of own wellness. Yeah. And I think if you are in a CrossFit gym or you're a bodybuilder, like those people are usually putting more money into themselves and right. they're interacting with physical therapists. They're spending more time with their personal trainers. They're, right. they're going to massage therapists. Like, and that's just, it's a huge muscle that it's your strongest hip flexor. And if that's tweaking or you're like shortening your stride or you're yeah. engaging, trying to load with that, it's doing too much, you're going to lose that symmetry of the low back. And you're going to have one side of your hip that's kind of starting to roll forward. And as soon as you take that like symmetry out of the equation, you're going to shift weight awkwardly. And when that happens, then that dysfunction starts to kind of repel forward. So right, right. And, that, and that's, what you're, that's what you're talking about. Like for the people that are listening is that your hips can actually, and it's a rotation right, Bobby, it, it's not a lift, like a lot of people are like, oh, your one hips higher than the other. But that's because one is is rotating, correct? It looks higher, but you'll have one side uh, rotated anteriorly and the other side, usually you'll have posterior rotation. Ah, I get it. So and for people that, that aren't a cue on on those kind of terms, one hip is going to be kind of shifted forward and the other sh- is going to be shifted backwards, which creates that kind of twist. And when that twist happens, the that that so is, is under a ton of tension correct oh yeah you have one side doing way too much work and then as soon as you take away because for muscle tissue to really stay healthy you want it to be constantly going into an extended position and then back to a flexion mm. so if you're pushing out all the waste out of that area and when you have one group that's over flexing because you're trying to guard that other side starting to get weak mm. gotcha so you have Static buildup, you've got all these fluids that your body wants to move out to that next area and get out of there, but you start to just collect. Right, right. And and for for people kind of listening, what, what Bobby, Bobby's kind of saying is like, 
you, you have a, a, a system, right, of, of your cardiovascular system bringing in nutrients, but then when you do something as simple as like an exercise, right, there is going to be repair or damage to that site, and you have your lymphatic system, and your lymphatic system is basically like getting out the garbage. So thinking like, hey, you take out your garbage can, and you leave it, and the garbage man comes and picks it up, right? When your lymphatic system isn't working or there's no ability for that uh, muscle, what we'll probably be saying is like it's short and it's not moving, it's not contracting, opening, extending, right? Then the garbage man doesn't come. So what happens? If the garbage man doesn't come, your garbage starts piling up. Things start getting really stinky. And that's kind of the, the same idea with our muscles that if we're not extending and flexing them, right, by getting through constant movements, then we end up building up a bunch of garbage. Would you say that's a good analogy, Bobby? 100%. Like okay. Breaking down all the terminology, like everything is, that's exactly what's happening. You just As soon as you take away that efficiency, and most people, they continue to work out. So they continue to do the damage, and then they're not pulling out the trash fast enough. So it just, you get swelling, you get inflammation. As soon as you get those hot spots, then that starts to shift how you move because you don't want to keep firing those those pain points. Yes. So then you start to move awkwardly. And then as soon as you start to move awkwardly, that's where that dysfunction, you know, takes another dip. Mm. So you're passing that off to another part of the body that's not being affected. And then that has to adjust for that new work that it's normally not used to being responsible for. And so give us give us an example of that dysfunction, like what you see upstream, downstream, like, you know, whether it's the shoulder, the hip or, or so on and so forth. Give us an example of that so people can kind of connect to that. So if you have any sort of like low back stuff and your psoas is definitely like the culprit, you're going to take shorter steps. So if you take shorter steps, you're not going to be using your hamstrings the same way. Most people are like quad dominant anyways. Right. So when you start to retreat those steps, you're not engaging. All, and that's huge tissue. Like all, most of your blood cells are made like in your femurs. So if you want to be exposing all of that pressure, you want that stuff getting able to get out of there as quick as it can. But as soon as you those, those strides start to shorten, everything else gets ratcheted down tighter and tighter and tighter. If you have a hard time like leaning over and touch your toes, like your hamstring is going to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Like back is going to start to get tighter. You're going to lose a lot of that hip flexion and extension. Right. And, and so due to the fact of your psoas being tight that you don't necessarily feel, you start shortening your stride. And this could be your run. This could be your back squat. This could be your front squat. This could be any type of uh, functional movement that you're doing, right? And you're not noticing that at the time that you're shortening it, right? That most people don't realize that there's so much under the hood. Like mm-hmm. muscles, they just like look at it as very superficial yeah. tissues. Yeah. And the psoas is you're pushing through rectus abdominis, transverse abdominis, you're pushing through intestinal tissue. I mean, both of those psoas muscles lie on either side of your lumbar and they start like the base of your T-spine and go down, they cover the lumbar and they cross over the pelvis and they insert into the greater trochanter of your femur. So this is really the only muscle in your body that attaches your spine to your leg. Mm. And that action is just a constant one. So if you have an issue there, everything you do involving motion is going to be affected. Right. And so really coming to this, and this is why, you know, we were kind of bringing up this, the psoas is like what Bobby just said is that guy who's deep down inside your soul controls a lot. And when that thing is not functioning correctly, 
it creates a lot of other dysfunctions. And, and can it can it create a dysfunction upstream? And when I mean upstream, guys, I'm saying like, you know, into your shoulders or back, right? When, we, when we're talking upstream and downstream, we're saying like, hey, if my, if my elbow hurts, does my wrist hurt downstream or does my shoulder hurt upstream? And so we're kind of talking a bit about the back and I, just to kind of give you guys kind of an idea with there. Um, can it go upstream? Can you have like dysfunction in your thoracic or shoulders or anything like that? Absolutely. Because usually I mean, if anytime like your foundation is affected, if your low back hurts, you're not going to be reaching for a cup, you know, to grab a cup of coffee right. the same way. Right. You're going you're gonna to restrict all that motion. And then when you restrict that motion going, you know, proximal, like mm -hmm. you're, you're going to get reeled back for sure because you, your erector spinning, like all of those paraspinal groups, mm -hmm. they're not going to fully do their job because they're trying to guard the lower part of the body. Mm -hmm. So you lose a lot of available extension. Gosh, that makes so much sense. You know, like, I mean, we're talking about the core, right? The core of the body. And when that thing ratchet down, ratchets down, your strides become shorter. You don't get an extension as much with your arms or your back because it's pulling you inward. Think of like a like a like a star imploding on itself or something. It, everything's pulling inward. And so now you're what Bobby was saying from the very beginning, right? Talking about the importance of being able to extend, right? Reach out your arm and then bring your arm back. The importance of being able to have full extension and flexion um, throughout all of your body uh, is so vitally important. And so these, I mean, this psoas thing is a big deal. It's definitely like my favorite part of the body because it solves so many other problems kind of inadvertently by mm -hmm. spending time there because most people don't have something at home to get to that area. And yes. Most people don't even think about it until they're on like a table with someone. Right. So like right. Building some, you know, couch stretching or doing things that are going to specifically affect that group every day is so important just because you want to have yourself, you want to build out a buffer. And if you don't address these issues until you have pain, yeah. you're so far behind already. Because you're just playing catch up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, which brings me into the question. Okay. We're kind of, we kind of went forward and we said, Hey, Hey, a lot of back issue comes from the psoas, right? We got 60% of people who are coming in seeing Bobby, right? Have some kind of back issue. And Bobby is telling us a lot of the time it's the psoas. So what is the misconception when it comes to people and low back pain like people aren't coming in going like oh, i'm a psoas so what are people saying like with their what their back pain is coming from right are they saying well you know it's because of my feet or or this or that what is the biggest misconception yeah. when it comes to noticing where the back pain comes from and then treating it like what do people think they need to do when it comes to back pain that is like that's a misconception you think that's what it should do like oh like rub your lower back with a ball you know or or so on and so forth most people want to move less there's like a favoring that you kind of want to do out the gate mm -hmm. you don't want to expose yourself to motion like i need to give this a break yeah that is probably the biggest misconception like conception and then like i mean there's going to be a scale of severity like if someone like is post-op you know you got to recover before you load but right. if someone is, has an issue due from sitting poorly exercising poorly driving poorly like 
you want to just start moving in a safer, stronger pattern. It's mm-hmm. going to complement those groups and let those muscles do their job. So the biggest misconception I would say is just trying to favor things. Like, oh, no, nope, we need to break. I'm going to take it easy. Like, move with intent yeah. to adjust what's going wrong. Like, what's going wrong? So, so number one thing is keep moving. <clears throat> oh, absolutely. Even if, even, if it, even if it hurts, do subtle things. Lay on your back, bring your knees to your chest, you know, do some windshield wipers, like get some low rotation going, like mm-hmm. things like that. You're going to remind yourself that you're not fragile. You're mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. Like if there's a trauma, like you know, go to the right person for that. Right. If there's a dysfunction, like figure out what you're doing wrong every day. It's compounding into something that's keeping you from enjoying yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and knowing the difference between that, right. A trauma and dysfunction, right. A trauma is guys like you got in a car accident, right. And you slipped a disc, you know, there was trauma there. There was a hard impact. Right. But when we're talking about dysfunction, dysfunction is something that we're repetitively doing that is creating a dysfunction in, uh, appropriate movement. Is that right? Is that absolutely It's just a combination of bad habits that we're all guilty of. And that gets to a point where you just kick the can until it really lays you up. Right, right. And so what, what do people, when people come in like, oh, I got this back pain and I've been doing blank, that you're kind of like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but no, we're not really addressing the issue there. What is it, what is it that people come in? Because people listening right now are like, oh, yeah, I always do this, right? Because my f- friend Bucky told me he fixed his back pain by doing this, you know. What, what is it that you hear that people will try to do to fix their back pain instead of seeing a professional like you and getting the right type of treatment? What, what is it that you usually hear or have heard of? I mean, most people just don't do anything. They just wait for it to get better. Or they'll just go for the Aleve or the ibuprofen. Like those, those are the biggest kind of ties. And most people that hurt their backs that come to see me, it's, it's something silly. It's not... I don't have a lot of people that are like, oh, I was deadlifting yeah. 550 pounds or something. No. They're rotating, leaning down, picking up a basket of laundry and lifted poorly and put themselves on the ground. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like almost always, that's what it is. Or something in the garage or, you know, little light menial tasks that you're not bracing for or thinking that they're a big deal too. That is what's crippling. Yes. And it's just embarrassing. They're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, and it's literally almost every day. It's like, I'm so embarrassed. I don't even have a good story. Like right. You and every, every other person that's in here, like, that's what's going on. I don't, I don't have so, a lot of like match injuries. Like, there's not a lot of deadlifting injuries. Like, not, no. Like, that, that those ties people are taking seriously as long as they're like educated on how to do it properly. Right. They're bracing and they're moving with intent. And if they can't do it, they bail. Right. Which they should. Yep. Yep. And, and so this is going to be one that I know people are going to want to hear. When that does happen, because it's going to happen, and hopefully people are listening to this, when that does happen, right, what is it that they should do? Okay, so I just I just turned. I did a weird turn. I was going to pick up a, the basket, right? I did a turn. I locked out one leg, and then I went to go pull up, and boom, I felt my back all of a sudden lock up. What should they do? Boom, right then. And moving on in the next 24 hours. I think first thing, like if they have any underlying conditions where they have like, if they have issues with their back and they can identify that, you know, they need to go see a chiropractor right away. Right. If you think that you did something serious, like 
don't wait. I mean, like, let your back settle a little bit, make some defense in the ground, just move a little bit, see what's going on. That's such a broad kind of situation because sure. someone could have something really significant happen. I mean, we don't want to, like, make light of that. But if you tweak yourself doing something silly and it feels like it's muscular, like, just start moving. You know, if you go take a hot bath, go soak an Epsom salt. You know, lay down, get some heat on it, just start stretching. Do not ice it just mm-hmm. because it hurts. If you feel like you tweak something, go to that that route right away. Ice has its place, but it's not like an end-all, be-all thing. So make sure that like what your route is is appropriate for the issue that you're dealing with. And a lot of that is just asking questions. Like, you know, call your PT, call your Cairo, call me. Like, just shoot a text over and just lay out what happened. Mm-hmm. And Probably it's not going to be a trauma. It's going to be a dysfunction and something gave and something retreated a little bit. Mm-hmm. And with that, you just want to start moving. Like remind your body that you're okay. Like get yeah. on all fours, do some bird dogs, do some rotational work, yeah. roll up a towel, you know, work, work, you know, get some pressure on those intervertebral discs. Like move those vertebrae bodies around a little bit. Get some pressure on all those paraspinals. Right, right, yeah. And I'm so glad that you brought up the icing thing because, I mean, so many people are like, oh, I felt my back, immediately ice an Advil and then lay on the couch. You're, you're double masking the problem. So double ice masking. is going to move nerves and you can actually damage tissue with ice. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take something to block those receptors. You don't know what's going on with your body. Like pain is an alarm system that you need to respect and appreciate because it's, it's literally the only reason why we're still alive. Right. because not doing like, stuff that hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, but ice, I mean, ice definitely has its place, like post-op, like if you're with your PT and he has you on a routine to reduce swelling, because if you have too much swelling, you can also damage nerve tissue too. So mm-hmm. you don't want to just push ice totally out the side, but you want to make sure that you are following specific instructions. And, I mean, just because it numbs it doesn't mean it's better. Right, right. And I, I think that's something really important to touch because I think that happens all too often. It's the kind of the old, uh, you know, thought process like, Oh, got to do Advil. Nice. Advil. Nice. Advil. Nice. Advil. Nice. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that listen like, wait, you want, you want me to put heat on it? I've never done that. Like you want me to move? I, you know, I thought I was supposed to, you know, sit still. Um, and, and I think that's really important for people to hear if they have that kind of acute, you know, uh, pain that all of a sudden comes on due to moving and, and having that kind of dysfunction. Um, n- now there, and I'm going to, I'm going to speak for myself, not, not for you here. W- the number one way as a, as a coach, right? Uh, 10 years in, in, in a gym, I saw many, many people, um, who were like, Oh, I threw out my back, right? I, I threw out my back. And one of the first things I would do is to see if their, their hips were off or they're rotated, like, like we spoke of. And there was two ways that I, that I would do this. And I feel like a lot of people can do this at, at home. I, I, tell, I talk to people a lot about it because being able to know that those hips are completely rotated, right? One is short and one is long, you know, elongated. That's kind of what Bobby was kind of speaking of in terms of like, hey, if that structural piece is totally offset, you need to go see somebody like a, you know, um, Dr. McBroom or a, a chiropractor to be able to get that structure back in alignment. And then you need to be able to get to Bobby to be able to start f- taking out that garbage like we spoke of. Um, but one of the ways that I tell people to kind of check is 
is one, right, to stand up and see where your hip bones are and just kind of place where your thumb is. If you're by yourself, you look in a mirror and you might see that one thumb is a little bit higher at the peak of that hip bone. Or another way is, is to lay on your back, tuck your feet so your feet are flat on the ground and bridge your butt up like a glute bridge and then bring it back down and extend your legs. Now you need a second person for this, but you can see that that one leg is, is going to be longer than the other. And the reason that, that we get that is due to the fact that one shortened and one of the hips, right? One shortened and one elongated, right? And that that's not a say all be all, right? Because some people can have longer, you know, femurs one side or the other. But I have found that to be a pretty good way to have people kind of test and go like, hey, is this, oh, it's structural? Okay, right to the chiropractor, then right to Bobby. And that's been kind of my like go-to all the time when people were at the gym. I would say, hey, make sure you continue to move until you can see Chris, right, Dr. McBroom. And then you need to go and see Bobby for two to three weeks post uh, adjustment to make sure that you're getting those those dysfunctions fixed a little bit. It's definitely nice when you like have, and I love McBroom, he's, he's a great chiropractor. It's nice when you have someone that you can kind of like work with and him and I are constantly texting and like, you know, sending people back and forth and kind of totally. seeing how like team tackle a lot of people's issues. Yes. I mean, when, like you said perfectly, when people get out of the shower, like look at their belly button or have them look in the mirror and use that as a reference point. Mm. You have a tough face, you know, in between both sides, like you know something's off, and you, and your pelvis is like independent of itself, also like it works together with the other side. But I mean, after you sleep, like you're gonna be a little shifted, so you know, do some couch stretching, do some air squats, engage your muscular system to support the skeletal system, and then right. see how that responds after the fact. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, now this is this is a, a a big question. Now we've kind of talked about the psoas, right? We've talked about you know throwing out the back and so on and so forth. But where are these dysfunctions coming from? Like why do people deal, and why is there sixty five million people, right, throughout the year that have some kind of dysfunction or back pain or so on and so forth, right? We, we're not meant to have pain, right? We're not meant to be in pain all the time. So where is this coming from? What what from your professional opinion? Why do so many people have low back pain? A lot of it just comes to like everyone, especially in this country, is so busy trying to like elevate themselves that you only have so many hours in a day. Right. If you're working for, you know, eight to 10 of those just with one job, yep. you're going to make compromises to get that stuff done. Right. And most Americans are sitting behind a desk not moving all day. And the ones that want to be active after that, it's like if you work all day, you're not moving for eight to 10 hours, and then you try to go do the most dynamic thing in the world, you're going to have a problem. Unless, right. unless people can start like shoot, like working in five, six minutes, like subtly while they're working to keep their body strong and, you know, keep that foundation where it needs to be to support all the other actions throughout the day. Right. Like you're going to just gently dig yourself a hole until one wrong thing is going to highlight and then everything just tips over. Right, right. Yeah, so like, I mean, for a lot of people, they're going to either work out in the morning or they're going to work out at night, right? Oh, yeah. And so if you've been sleeping all night long and not moving, right, there hasn't been the, you know, contractions. Maybe you've been extended, but then you kind of 
shifted your hips, you got into the figure four, you laid on your side, your pillow isn't the best, so on and so forth. And so when people get out of bed, they're like, oh, I got a 5.30 class a.m. I'll wake up at five, right? And people are sprinting to the gym and then, right, we're going like, okay, here's a high-intensity workout, go, right? Or in the evening, they've been sitting, again, in this shortened position, and then it's, okay, oh, I'm going to leave work at 5 and get to, you know, CrossFit or Orange Theory or whatever the case is at 5.30 p.m., right? And, and they run into kind of the same issues of being shortened. So from what you're saying, that shortened position and then not doing anything to open it back up is one of the main culprits for back pain? I think that's like, if, I, if, you, had, if you had to give that a first place, like cause that would hundred percent be it. You're going from zero to a hundred things break when you do that. Like mm. you have to find a way to like lubricate your body throughout the day beforehand. And if you're gonna work out in the morning, like wake up 20 minutes earlier, build a little routine that's gonna engage all those tissues, warm everything up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, depending on like what gym you go to, like we're lucky at being Reno. I feel like we got a ton of great gyms and like really people like, you know, engaging with the class and like yeah. keeping people keeping themselves. But some people might not have it. They might have someone that doesn't have the background, doesn't have the experience to like take mm-hmm. out function when people are moving. So if you're right. not moving and then you do something incredibly dynamic, very fast paced, poorly, like you're going to pay for it. And then you're going to be out of the gym for six weeks right. because you can't support yourself. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so the, the number one issue that, that people are facing because of back pain is because one, we're not moving, two, we tend to be sitting, and three, right, we have some type of dysfunction with our psoas. Would, would that be a, a fair kind of like one, two, three? I guess, like, to not like dive like too deep on a specific type of problem, I think yeah. that's an awesome like, blanket, like, you know, we're discussing just back pain in general, and those three things, you know, tweak people more than anything else like you don't have like crazy cases like i feel like people like once you start for men like once you start to pass a certain age like you have less estrogen in your body and estrogen is going to regulate the elasticity of connective tissue so that's mm. why you have a lot of, like weekend warrior injuries like right achilles mm. like, and acl like all of these things like because you are not as pliable as you once were you're still doing things the same way more intense but you're not moving throughout the day don't have recess you don't have these things to get you up and get blood going you sit do your job on the next thing get done if you can power through 90 minutes of fitness awesome if not like you know that that lack of motion compounds into some other issue that's going to present itself probably pretty shortly right right and so okay so we know that you need to be moving right and people are not doing that they'll sit at their desk for four hours straight and not not move once right? And anybody that knows about productivity, guys, if you are not moving every hour, like you're doing it wrong, you need to just get up and get away from your work. Just cognitively, there are a ton of studies of being able to take 10 minute breaks every hour, right? What's the the Pomodoro uh, timer? Have you heard of the Pomodoro timer? I've heard of similar things. I'm not specifically familiar with yeah, it, it, they're like 25 minutes on, five five minutes off, or three minutes off. I think it's something like that. 
up to like 50 minutes or something with a 10 minute off. But the whole point is like the, the brain, even though you feel like you're really like crushing it, getting away and resetting is super important. And I usually take that time to get up and I have, check this out. This is, oh, that's awesome. this is 50 minutes, right? And so when this thing ends, I go, oh, cool. Time to get up, right? Or I'm standing right now. It still doesn't matter. And I go through some, some movements, right? Um, some stretching. I use this band that's right here. If you guys can't see if you're listening, but I have a band, um, one of those green bands, rogue bands that you see. Um, and I utilize that to be able to stretch as well. Um, but you, you should be getting up and you should be moving. It's good for your body. It's good for your mind and it gets you away from your work and helps to decrease some stress as well. So if you are not moving and I'm kind of just going on my own random tangent right here, Bobby, uh, it's really, oh, like it's, stuff. yeah, it's really important to be able to move and, and Bobby would agree on, on the, the functional and physical side of it. Now I want to bring something up because this is, if you guys are watching right now, I'm at my stand up desk and I'm standing up. And Bobby's sitting down. So people would say like, oh, well, Joel's back's going to be great because he's standing. Can you speak to all the stand-up desker type of people as well and let them know that you, although good, not better? Definitely good, but not end-all, be-all. Right. People fall into these habits where they're like, oh, I bought this thing. I can just go about my life and not you know, engage in that. So if you're standing all day, you're going to create the same kind of problems that people that sit all day do because you're going to cock one hip out. You're going to create little cheats for yourself when you start to fatigue. So that's why you like taking little breaks of, you know, getting some air squats in, doing some shoulder pass-throughs, like doing some chin retraction. Like those type of things are so important because it's not sitting or standing. It's not it's the fact that you're not moving that is creating the issues. Right, right. And I think that's huge for people to hear. And... I know you guys can't see on the podcast, but while Bobby was talking, I was kind of shifting my hip, right? One side or the other. And I'll find myself like going into like a flamingo tuck. You know what I mean? Like where I'm putting my foot kind of on my calf or, you know, above my knee. I can't remember what it is in yoga that they call it. Sorry, yoga people. Is it the tree pose? I think, no, that's the tree pose. Ah, oh, I'm sorry. My yoga people don't be mad at me. Um, and all the yoga people are like, it's this, it's this, you dummy. Um, Namaste, namaste. But uh, I find myself shifting back and forth even when I'm standing, right? Because, you know, my foot will start feeling a little uncomfortable, right? Or I do have just a little bit of tension in like one side of my back. So I'll shift to the other side. And so therefore now I'm putting all my weight onto one side and then I'll shift back to the other and then I'll find myself, you know, hands on the desk and I kind of roll over or so on and so forth. And, and that can be the same kind of uh, dysfunction just being done in a different way, correct? Absolutely. And like everything you were just describing, like how you're repositioning yourself, and that's exactly what those muscles are doing. You rock one hip out of the side, you're elongating quadratus lumborum, and you're shortening the other side. And that muscle is going to attach to your floating rib to your pelvis. Right. So when you have like, you know, lower back pain, it's very sharp. It's a lot of times quadratus lumborum. And it's just because that very reason you're you're rotated awkwardly and you've got one side extended and one side shortened and you just keep kicking the can and adjusting it. You know, you'll try to get one side to break by hurting the other side mm -hmm. and you teeter totter it over. Oh, man, I love it. I freaking love it. Bobby kicking the can, dude. I love that analogy. Um, okay. So 
to, to, to recap, right, we know that a lot of people come to you, they have back pain. We know that, that a big source of it comes from the psoas. The psoas ends up getting shortened and not having full range of functionality due to the fact that we are staying in a shortened position, i.e. In a, in a sit down position um, or sleeping awkwardly and in that same position for an extended period of time. And we're basically, we're basically not moving enough. And so to everybody that's listening right now, what's the answer, right? I mean, people are, people spend, you know, thousands of dollars on different stuff and, you know, seeing chiropractors and seeing a specialist here and paying, you know, for a STEM machine, that's, you know, $700 or getting a the, the massagers and trying to do it themselves and hitting it themselves. Um, what is the answer, Bobby? Give us the golden answer when it comes to, and I know that there's many different ways to treat this, but if you had to, to start telling the 65 million people out there what they need to start doing to be able to start relieving their back pain, what would it be? Walk us through that. And the first part is identifying what it is, because there's going to be a ton of different routes, but it's you just need to put more time into yourself. It's not necessarily going to see someone or going to get on my table or go anywhere else. It's carve out some time and be consistent with yourself. Like build better proprioception. Like you need to know where you're at in your body before you do things. Mm-hmm. So like making sure that you're exposing yourself to good hip extension, like opening up that kind of over exercise. So mm-hmm. as like, I mean, that, it's such a go-to strong point for us to deal with problems. Mm-hmm. We just we just abuse the bejesus out of it. Right. So give yourself time to like settle things down. Expose yourself to proper range of motion. Like you can pull up on your phone right now. Like where? Like how should I sit? Mm-hmm. Like you should build an ergonomic setup, and you're not going to stick with it. People fall out of it constantly, and it'd be unrealistic to expect you to stay there forever. Right. Right. So if you know where your strong position is, you can right. keep going back to it. Because you're going to fall. I'm, I mean, I've been pivoting in and out of good posture this whole time. Mm-hmm. But you're just aware of what you're doing wrong and where you need to be. So, like, you want to try to get, you know, when you're if you're on the keyboard, you want to make sure you've got close to kind of like as many 90 degree, uh, 90 degree angles as you can create. So, you'll be like 90 to 110 in the elbow when you're extended. And that takes puts less load on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. For your like, you, if you have like 90 to 110, you know, in right. that spot. Like, you're right. going to put less load on the acetabellum. So you like that hip socket isn't having to support the weight of your whole leg. You're breaking that up between your heel and your hip. So work smarter, put yourself in a position where you're not just exhausting the things you trust and burn those out. Right. So like, right. stretching, like, like, uh, my kinesiology professor at UNR, I, draw, I swore into his office today, and he just gave me this book that he just wrote. This oh, is an awesome. Can you tell? What's the title of that? Just so the people. It's called "All This Sitting Is Killing You." By who? Parley Anderson. Okay. Awesome guy. Like, I it's on Amazon right now. Like, but I I got it this afternoon. I flipped through it, and it's written in a way that everyone can understand. You're not getting beaten up by terminology that you've never seen before if you don't have a biology or an anatomy background right right so so i love i love i love talking to you bobby because you got so much information <laughs> um but if somebody was sitting there and going like what is couch stretch 
what I mean, give give them like again, if you had to, and this is very general, right? And this is why you're so good at what you do because you're like, well, every person is unique. But if you had to give like, hey, here are my kind of top three things you need to start doing today in a very simplistic form, one sentence kind of form, like what 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 do they need to be doing? If they could add this right now, they would feel better probably within a couple of days. Just they'd feel looser. They'd feel like they're more capable of like just daily actions and it's not going to have such a hindrance on their body. But getting a PVC pipe or a closet valve and doing just shoulder pastures just to that snatch position. Mm-hmm. Try to get 80 to 150 of those in a day just to start right there. Doing mm-hmm. bird dog. Get on your hands and your knees and ex- like reach out with your right arm and extend your left leg. That's going to balance out that hip responsibility. Like having those things tied in, it's shocking what that does when you, when you remind your body what its job is. Instead of having a couple different muscles trying to do all the work for things that are getting weak because you're not engaging them on purpose. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I'll, I'll stretch, you know, get, depending on how, like, let me start low, like get a, a towel or something, put it on the ground. And you can, the best probably way, just like look that up. Just there's some, like, Kelly Stratt has a great book. Like, there's some yeah. awesome extension and inflection type kind of ways to target that and it's very clean but if you do cap stretch bird dogs and pvc by pastors get that shoulder extension that would be huge just because it combats this falling forward position that people are in all day when they're on their computers or texting or instagramming or all that stuff like if your chin's down you're doing damage and if your chin's down and your t-spine is having to make up that difference you're passing that down to the lumbar Mm. that's that downstream yeah and 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 so though those videos guys if you guys don't know what a ppc pass through is you don't know what a bird dog is or couch stretches i will include those in the show notes that you can kind of click on now so you said about you know 80 total in a day i mean how long should people do bird dogs and how long should people do a couch stretch so say right now we told the 65 million people every single day for blank amount of time so break up your day like when you start your day wake up do 40 ish pastors 30 you know 30 to 40 depending on how tight you are yep then do some air squats the bird dogs spend four minutes in the morning and the couch stretch spend 90 seconds on each side and then do that you know do that at lunch and take 10 minutes maybe if you're going really slow to get all of that in right right and then do it before you go to bed but it's just give yourself little 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 routines that are going to remind yourself that your body is strong. You just need to use it appropriately. And don't wait until you have pain before you start doing research and trying to kind of better yourself. Right, right. Yeah, totally. And all that stuff is free. Like just watch, you know, pull up YouTube, go through those routines. It's not like, it's not, you know, $4.99, but it's not, no one's trying to sell you anything, which when you're going to have things like that, people are pushing towards you that's not costing you anything. Right. That's amazing. Everything's you know. right, right. So, and you, you guys, I will include my daily stretch in the show notes as well. I do a 10, 10 minute daily stretch every single morning, and it starts literally at my toes, and I work all the way up through each each joint, and it takes about ten minutes. And if I if I don't have a ton of time, I still can get the same routine done in about five minutes. Um, it's kind of a floor routine that, that, uh, I've implemented and has helped me tremendously when it comes to, um, 
joint pain and anything else. And it's just the consistency, exactly what Bobby's kind of talking about. Start the hurdle low, you know, because a lot of people are like, oh, I have this aches and pains. I'm going to do 30 minutes or 45 minutes of stretching every single day. And they do it for three days, right? And they're like, wow, that takes up a ton of time. No, no, thank you, right? Um, small chewable, like, things are better than nothing. Agreed? Absolutely. Give you, I mean, giving yourself the opportunity to have little victories kind of makes you addicted to winning. Mm-hmm. So yes. Honestly, moving well, and I've just been barely putting any effort in this, maybe – Maybe I can, you know, carve out another six minutes for this. Totally. The totally. day goes by fast. If you can, like, build in, like, keep lists, have a plan. I mean, if you if we treated our bodies or our cars like we treated our bodies, like, those things would be on fire constantly. Yeah, you just you get blowing up everywhere. Cars would just be, yeah, right, yeah, totally. Like one big just trash can on fire. Just, just yeah. totally. So, all right. So, here we're, here we're at, right? We now know that you first have to start moving more throughout the day and watching your posture. So watching the way you sit, even watching the way you're standing if you're at desk. So be conscious and aware of that. Use a Pomodoro uh, timer, or you can also use an app that I use called Focus at Will, which which plays like kind of uh, repetitive music, which helps you focus, but it also has a timer that dings. And then when it dings for me, just like my Pomodoro timer, Oh, put everything down, walk away, start opening up. And I'll go through a time to be able to get water, take a couple of ujjayi breaths, right? Bring in some big, big deep breaths and then go through two to three minutes of just kind of stretching, right? So that's, that's number one, right? Actionable stuff that you guys can do right now. Number two is to pick two to three uh, stretches, specifically the ones that Bobby gave you, which is the pass-throughs, the bird dogs, and the couch stretch to start doing daily throughout your day. So you can set your Pomodoro timer, right? Or you can do focus of will, or you can set a timer on your phone, whatever works, and then just go through, even if it's just one of those, one of those a day, you're going to start seeing results if you continuously keep it up. And so that's two. Now, third, we're going to talk a little bit about mobility and different tools in which you can relieve pain. So you could go to a massage therapist like Bobby where he's going to work into your tissues and he's going to work that lymphatic system. He's basically going to pull out the trash. But you're going to keep on stacking that trash if you're only going and seeing Bobby once a month, right? You have to take care of your own body. So what tools would you suggest people using to be able to work those psoas, to be able to work different type muscles, um, and, and what, what should they be doing? I think everyone at least should have a lacrosse ball, a foam roller, and that PVC pipe. At least if you can Agreed. do that, you can start to work into things. If you're at a gym, like using having a kettle, access to a kettlebell, it's right. like a nice elevation to like fall into and hit that psoas. I just made this. Yes, love that thing, you guys. But this is this piece right here. This wedge is how like you'd work on your psoas at home. You just lay on the ground. You'd line this up with your V, and you try to like pinpoint between your iliac crest and your belly button, mm-hmm. and then just fall into it. And then once you get to a point where you can't go any further, then you engage that leg and try to get some extension in there to pull up on that psoas. 
Yes, yes. So things like this are easy. They're inexpensive. It's just something you want to be consistent with. Like have your toolkit. Use your tools. Like you get into like muscle scraping. You can, you know, if you tr if you're taking better care of your quads, you're gonna ha have less back pain. Right. If your hamstrings are pulling, you're gonna have less back pain. If you have a tight core, you're gonna right. have less back pain. You want to make sure you're passing that work that should be, you know, taken care of by the muscles. That they're just doing their job. The skeletal yes. system is an awesome anchor. It's, it's you know your foundation, but we don't want to be shifting that awkwardly and then expect it to absorb any sort of work and not give us any kickback. Right, right, right. And you know, I, I, again, I think a lot of people, and maybe some, maybe maybe some don't, have never used a foam roller, or never used anything like that. That that tool. What is, do, do you have a name to that thing? This thing. Yeah. <clears throat> This is my stash. It's called a stash bike. It was like a, it's like a, I found like an old picture of a caltrop. It was like a medieval torture device. Yes, of course I, you I did. You, that's, how, that's exactly how it happened. That's exactly how it happened. Of course my you did. My buddies, uh, my business partner and I found a guy to help us do like a 3D rendering. Yeah. And we found a manufacturer and they sent us some samples. They made a mold for us. So like, this isn't just something you would find online. Like it's just completely ours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's super unique guys. And, and you can particularly for your side. So how much do you sell that thing for? Uh, it's $30, $30. There's another product out on the market called so right. And that's specifically, they, they kind of talk about for your so as, and they sell that thing for like a hundred bucks or something. It is crazy what that is. That's just a really cheap piece of plastic. It's just a, yeah, it's just plastic. I mean, it must cost like $5 or something for them to make it. And they just, but that, that shows you the the market, right? There's 65 million people out there that are like, get rid of the back pain. And if it's sitting on this thing, you know, but your tool is so much more uh, versatile to be able to work through not only just so as, but, you know, through your forearms and your calves, your hamstrings, right? I mean, that thing is a wonderful tool, guys. Um, I, I'll put more information um, in the show notes uh, that how you can get a hold of Bobby and get one of those because you're going to want to get one of those for sure. Um, going back to going back to finding time, right? And speaking of time, we're running running out a little bit on time here. We'll be wrapping things up. Um, is being able to make time to be able to do that mobility, right, or that myofascial release? Would you say that people need to do that myofascial release every day, every other day, once a week? How often and how long should people be, uh, you know, smashing their tissues with a foam roller or a lacrosse ball or your spike? I mean, realistically, like every day, like, right, it should be something you just build in, like, we're super demanding of our bodies. And it's, even if it's two minutes, like if you just, if you can just lay on your foam roller and just let you get some traction to pull on those and separate those intervertebral discs, that's going to be beneficial. Like drink more water, like those things, those are all going to affect those intervertebral discs. And yes. if you get a little traction, you end up creating a vacuum and pulling more fluid in there. So mm. like from a bar, you know, having someone kind of scoop up your heels and like, you know, pull on your leg, like traction is a great tool. And it can yeah. like, if you are in a CrossFit gym, like grab some bands, go to the base of the rig, loop your feet up and just crawl away from that. Right. Like there's some subtle things you can do that are super beneficial, but myofascial release, like the goal with that is to separate your integumentary system from your musculature. Right. Like those two systems, we want to act more independently. And a lot of times, like because of dysfunction, we fold into these positions where we're yeah. not connected. 
the motion is it's constantly separating and then they start to stick. And then yes. we don't want that to affect the joint mobility. Like we want the, we want to make sure we have that muscular flexibility to be able to keep the joint doing what it needs to do. Right. And if you start to lose one, you're going to lose the other. Right. So all of those things are going to help you just continue to be able to like reach for what you need to reach for. Right. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so now and we're, and we're, we're getting there guys, right? First, fix the way that you're, you're sitting and standing. Second, make sure you're stretching not only in the mornings, but throughout the day. Third, make sure, and this is what I do when I get home, right? An hour before bed, everything gets shut down. Phone, uh, TVs, radios, everything gets shut down. And that is my time to be able to have some tea, to be able to go into some uh, mobility in terms of like, hey, let me just smash my calves real quick. Let me, exactly what Bobby's saying, let me lay, lay on this foam roller real quick. And then I go into some reading and primes you for bed as well. And there, you have to make the decision that you're going to do something like that because if you don't change your behavior, right, you can't change the dysfunction. It's just not going to happen. And so you have to, in your day-to-day -day life, say no to the TV show, say no to clicking on Instagram forever because it's just putting you in a poor dysfunctional position like we talked as number one. And being able to shut that down is not only going to help you to actually do the mobility and flexibility that you need, stretching, but it'll also prime you for bed because rest is massively important in our body's healing as well. Um, and so I got one more question and then we're going to wrap this sucker up. Uh, now that we kind of know, hey, this is the way we need to treat our body, what would you say the strengthening exercises would be for most people? If you had to pick one, if you were like, hey, the strengthening, this is, this is the one, what would it be? I think probably it, it would be more core focus. Like if you're having back pain and that was the, if you could only work on one spot, yep. like getting a better, you know, stronger rectus abdominis and transverse abdominis. Yep. Like you're going to get benefits right there, right out the gate. Right. Cause no, I mean, most of our issues are, we are super strong in that position. So yep. we're trying to like combat that and spread that work out and kind of remind those muscles that they also have a job and they need to start doing it. So you're, so you're, so to give kind of an, uh, a chewable, um, an actionable item for people, plank, yeah, plank. bird dogs, uh, side planks, star planks. So, I mean, what, what would you say? Probably the best thing to do in my, in my opinion would be like hanging from a bar and bringing your knees up, just raising your knees cool. and then you can elevate and you get some rotation in there, get some like windshield wipers, but you're gonna get the benefit of tractioning out all that stuff, get the weight from your hips pulling down. Right separating that lumbar like yep. you're gonna get some more motion in there and like inadvertently that gravity is gonna help stretch out your psoas you're gonna get all that mm. stuff it's just, you can't really hurt yourself hanging from a bar i mean i mean i take that back someone probably could hurt themselves doing that but oh yeah for sure like but i think that's probably the most low impact way to train that and build up from that where you can like graduate to a more intense version right while still keep those key areas being hit Right. Yes. And so if people didn't have a bar, because I agree that, I mean, I think that is a fantastic way, right? You know, L sits or knee sits, you know, kind of hanging from the bar. Um, what What if they don't have a bar? What about at home? What would be your go-to? Go to a door jam and just reach up, 
you know, put like, your hand on the, on either side of the mold. Bobby, get the it. heck out of here. You get out of here with that. You get, I want you to go right now and I want to watch Bobby Bomb hang from there with the, with your, your massive grip. Oh man, I love it. I, I, I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay. Now, now I got to give you a specific individual. Okay. This person hasn't exercised and they have low back pain, which is usually the 65 million people are going to be out there, right? Are they are not super active hanging from a bar is hard enough for them. What would be the one? Have them do step ups like slowly. I mean, because if they've got a lot of back pain, like doing stuff from the ground mm -hmm. is not really my favorite thing to have people do. Okay, so light planks. Stay away from planks. Is what you're saying? Well, I mean, if, if they're overweight, like putting a lot of weight on the shoulder, like maybe maybe do a plank from the knee. Got like, it. You can, I don't want you to try to solve a problem by creating a different problem. Got it. If someone's doing planks and they really haven't exercised, they're probably not going to do them correctly and they're going to create some sort of like shoulder issue that they're going to be pissed about. You know, I traded my back pain in for shoulder pain. Got it. So I do think they're going to be low impact that are controllable that are easy to adjust and they're not going to like create other, you know, things start that, that are going to eventually start to fire. Got it. Got it. Got it. And would like dead bugs be something? I mean, that's laying on your back, right? So you're not, you're not. You don't have the weight on you. Do you know dead bugs, right? Where your knees and your hands and your one extends and opposite leg extends out. You like bird dogs? I like bird dogs, but on your back. On your back. Yeah, I think anything that you're nice and slow or like have, you know, get a yoga ball or like, you know, reach out, extend all the way and then transfer that ball to your knee and then straighten your legs out. Oh, I like that. I like that. That's good too. Like that. I, I just don't like the crunching pattern when you have issues like that. Sure. Like a sit up, is that what you're saying? Like the sit up, a V up, and that kind of stuff. Stay away from that. Stay away from that initially, just because. Sure. Well, like a lot can go not wrong, but you just create an awkward hot spot. So. Yeah. Well, tracking out that spine while you're doing that stuff is it's just such a great way to build that routine out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so to, to recap, um, I know Bobby and I went back a little bit back and forth on that. One of the best strengthening exercises that Bobby suggests is for you to hang from the bar and basically bring your knees up to parallel, right? Oh, yeah. Just go for 90. Yeah. If you can go for 90, that'd be great. If you can go a little bit higher, you know, hey, no big deal. Um, if you're at home being really careful, if you do have something at home that you can hang on from, if you if, you're, if your hands are strong enough to be able to hang from a, a door jam like uh, Bobby was saying, to be able to kind of do the same thing, but to be very, very careful with that. Uh, with that uh, one, more like just getting the traction. So you're like holding that frame and like just bending your knees and squatting down just so you can pull up. That, that's what you were saying. That's what you're yeah. not, you're not saying to lift your knees. That's yeah. what I was saying to you. Like, come on, bro. Come on. You get out of here. I want to see that right now. I want to see you. So yeah, what he's saying is to create a little bit of traction, basically grab onto something and start sinking your knees and start feeling that traction start to pull. Okay, I got you there. Um, and then at home, being able to do some dead bugs, um, some modified planks dependent on who you are, what your uh, athletic ability is. We don't want to get into minute long planks when your max plank hold is 15 seconds. And you start, you know, sinking down and you get really bad plank positions or you start loading that shoulder really funky and start having a shoulder issue as well. Um, but those are those are some good ones to be able to do at home. Maybe some some adjusted planks, maybe some dead bugs for strengthening. And again, it doesn't have to take a ton of time, guys. This is something you can do right before uh, the, uh, the workout. 
is to be able to hang from the bar and to go through that. Um, it's something you can do after the workout is go through some dead bugs, some uh, planks and so on and so forth. But it is important to be able to strengthen and lengthen those tissues um, to be able to have a super healthy back. So there you go. One more time to be able to recap. I know I've gone over a bunch of different times, but number one is you have to start fixing your dysfunction. You sitting in a chair for eight hours a day is going to guarantee give you back pain, low back pain. Is that correct, Bobby? Absolutely. Okay. Number two is to be able to create some type of stretching routine utilizing what Bobby talked about, PVC pass-throughs, bird dogs, couch stretch. Again, those will be in the show notes for you to be able to click on um, and videos to be able to show you. Being able to do that, could we safely say three times a day would be like amazing, but just one in the morning would be better than nothing? I think, if, I think one is obviously better than nothing, but if you are having pain and you want to be proactive, like if you can't take out those 10 minute windows to do that, like what are, why are you asking these questions? Got it's it. Like this quick thing you can do. I mean, everyone can find 10 minutes. Totally. Four business, I can find 10 minutes. Right. Right. So you're saying, Hey, at least three times a day, and uh, uh, you know, two of those times being during your work time, like getting up totally. and being able to move around. Awesome. But if, like that stuff is just such a good thing to build into yourself because you don't want if you are super busy and you're like, oh, can't find the time. Right. You're gonna lose way more time being laid up in pain. Yes. Because you can't move because you've been so like so neglectful. Yeah, yeah. The the stat is body, Bobby. I don't know if you you saw it. But I put it on the on the post. Eighty five million work days lost every oh, yeah. year every year right due to back pain right so i mean that's just a stat for you guys to be able to think about um the next would be to mobilize at least once a day so that's not you don't have to bring your your foam roller to you know work um but to at least mobilize once a day which is using some type of tool like a foam roller a lacrosse ball or um the stash spike that you can get from Bobby to be able to go through. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, to be able to go through some mobility. And then lastly, tying in some type of core exercise like hanging from the bar, um, L-sits, um, some type of blank, dead bugs, right? These are all different ones dependent on who you are and being able to create some traction. That kind of wraps up, and if we could get everybody to do that, Bobby, I mean, what do you think the percentage would be? It's at sixty percent now. What do you think it would go down to if everybody did that exact routine? I think it would drop significantly because I mean, most people's injuries are embarrassingly simple injuries. Right. They're not crazy gym accidents. So I think that that would that would definitely have a huge impact if people just had better body awareness and they put in the time to make sure that everything is just going back to doing its job like they would benefit hugely like really quickly too it wouldn't it wouldn't be like you know if, we, if you're overweight and you start eating better and you're you know six months later you, you start to see some, like changes that are right motion is going to be pretty immediate yeah like if you have specific restriction and you start to like put in some time and it's crazy you almost don't realize where the benefits are coming from you just are more capable totally which is awesome I agree. I agree. It, and it is like, it is a, a, a slower process, but a process that if you can, you can incorporate what we just talked about, that kind of routine, you know, I would, I would be bold enough to say like, it would drop by more than half 
of people coming in, you know, like 20% maybe would come in with some type of back pain instead of 60. Um, but if you can incorporate that and keep that, you'll find that those little aches and pains, they're just gone and you won't realize it until you stop doing it. When you stop doing it, then all of a sudden you realize like, oh man, that tweak here or that, oh yeah, my back is tight throughout the day again, so on and so forth. So try out that routine guys if you guys have questions of course you can ask you can ask myself or you can ask bobby and i'll get to to you in a sec bobby in terms of a shout outs but one of the things that i want i always ask this question uh to my guests which is if you could deliver one message to every single human being in the entire world and they would be 100 percent focused on that message and be able to take action on that message what would that message that you would give to the world what would it be Uh, it would definitely be just move more, like move smarter, sit smarter, drive smarter, sleep smarter. Like if you can move with intent and like realize why you're doing what you're doing, like you stay away from injury because you're just like more aware of what variables are out there and you can plan for it better. I love it, dude. I, I, I saw that. I saw that on your questionnaire and I was just like, oh man, we have to hit that. Um, all right, Bobby. Well, how do people get a hold of you? People are like, wow, this guy is super knowledgeable, right? He has the products, right? He's done this for 12 years. I need to start working with this guy. How do people get a hold of you? Give us all your information. So my uh, website is massagebomb.com or they can go to my bomb therapy Instagram and there's a book now button right there that directs you to the website. Yep. And then you can DM me on there if you have any questions and we can try to sit down and build a plan together. And if you are interested in the stash bike, the website for that is themusclestash.com. And I've got sandbags, I've got instrument assisted scrapers, all sorts of stuff on there. All the goodies. All the goodies. All the goodies. All, the goodies. Um, all right. Well, Bobby, I, again, this was this was really, really informational. I hope that people listen to this and I hope that people incorporate the things that you talked about. Bobby is an incredibly, incredibly talented man when it comes to treating these dysfunctions. If you are in pain right now, I want you to, and I talk about this all the time, right? If you want massive results, you have to take massive action. And so if you are getting done with this podcast and you have any type of injury and you have not seen Bobby, soon as this is over, go visit his website. It is bombtherapy.com, correct? It's uh, massagebomb.com. Massagebomb.com. I totally slaughtered that, guys. Say it one more time. Massagebombbaum.com. There it is. There it is. Go there, book book an appointment. You will not regret it. Bobby, you are the man. I appreciate you. Uh, I look forward to seeing you soon when it comes to any of my dysfunctions, hopefully not too soon. Um, but thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me, buddy. It was, it was awesome. All right. All right, you guys. So next week, Thursday at 12.30 p.m., I'm going to have another special guest. And that is going to be Sabrino, uh, Sabrina Blajos, um, owner of Ambrose CrossFit. She is going to come on and talk about mindset. And I'm really, really pumped to be able to talk to her about this. It's going to be an awesome show. Make sure to tune in if you 
have not yet, make sure to subscribe and like to the podcast, Icon Fitness, and I will see you soon. See you, Bobby. See you later, buddy.